Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We are so excited to have you join us today. We're going to talk about having authors come to your program for fun and, of course, for profit. And, of course, we're going to have our own resident child author talk to us a little bit about how to go about doing that, some things that we might want to think about, how both we can generate some revenue for ourselves and for our program, but also how we can make it worth it for the author themselves, what would make them want to come do it, what are some tips, what are some great marketing tools, and what are some things we need to think about from that perspective, and hang out all the way to the end because I've got a great opportunity for you to get some free stuff. Who likes free stuff? I like free stuff. Do you like free stuff? All right. Harry, you are the resident child author. So I mean, you've written too. So yeah, but you've written more. (laughs) That is true. I have written more. So, you know, we're here as best-selling authors and I love doing school visits. (laughs) Um, I've done them for early childhood programs. I've done them for school age programs. I think they're a lot of fun, but, and I did them at my school. So I'm not just speaking from a self-serving point of view. (laughs) And Kate and I did it with our Girl Scout troops that we ran. Um, And the thing is, kids are amazed when they actually get to visit with someone who wrote a book and that they can then hold that book. If you can see it, you can be it, right? That concept. And so we want these kids, we're constantly hearing from, you know, our rising star program or any, you know, quality program. We need to help the kids do more with literacy and blah, 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 blah. Okay, let them see it so they can be it, right? Um, I think it just makes the kids so excited, especially if you've got an author who will do some activities with them, not just talk at them. Okay. So I've got a couple of questions because immediately when I started thinking about authors, I started thinking about the big names, you know, the authors that we all heard of, you know, the authors of our favorite books. And I yeah, you can't invite Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Theodore Geisel but, but is even, dead. But even Dr. Seuss, you know, you've got Kate DiCamillo, you know, you've got those folks that you're going, okay, there's no way I can get these books, right? So how do I start to even begin thinking about small local, small local authors? How do I find them? How, first of all, how do I find them? Where do I find the small local author books uh, to get excited about? so that I can introduce these books to the kids, where's the first place to start? The first place to start is your local library. Your local library is very likely to know at least some local authors. (laughs) And once you talk to them and you get contact with one local author, they will have contacts with 12 other local (laughs) authors frequently. Okay. Well, 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 okay. Now, so with that, is that going to be the best way to find those self-published authors? Because they're the ones I really want to support. I want to support the small female entrepreneur, the 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 ones who my my child care center, those families buying 12 or 20 copies of that book is really going to have an impact on that small family's household. And how can I do that? How can I have the biggest impact? 
you know, is that really going to be going to, because if my local library is a major metro, like Austin Independent Library, just a local branch, are they going to know those folks? They still really probably have a decent chance. Um, okay. The other thing would be um, book festivals. Um, so there's definitely at least a book festival in your state, if not in your town or, you know, local municipality. Um, there's probably... 10 different book festivals in Texas. There might be more than that. Um, but the book festivals, a lot of times, independent authors will go in there. And even authors that are traditionally published, but I will tell you, more and more authors are going self-published because the publishing houses aren't doing much for them if they are, are traditionally published. So You've got authors like Stephen King self-publishing their books. Um, but again, book festivals are a great way to find them. Um, they can be, you'll find both people who are traditionally published and published through um, small independent publishers. Okay. So for those of you who um, are still trying to figure this out a little bit, there is Texas Book Festivals and texasbookfestivals.com org.com does have a website. You can go on there. You can click on children's books. They do have a list of um, all of the authors by year. So you can go into just the last year and it'll tell you all of the books and all of the authors who were at that book last year. And if you are curious about Carrie, you can go on to amazon.com and pull up Carrie and you can find out all of the books that Carrie has written. And yes, Carrie is available to speak. You can go find Carrie at Carrie E. Casey. Uh, author, and you can find Carrie there. So I'm pretty sure you can book her. Uh, you can also just probably find her at uh, Child Care Conversations at, with Kate and Carrie. Uh, but, and if you're curious, Carrie has a whole network of child care or of children's authors that she works with as well. So yeah. that's, my, that's my little plug for Carrie, because one of the things that you should always do whenever you have a Zoom guest uh, or you are part of a conference, make sure that you are doing a plug for the guest or for whoever you're hosting, because they shouldn't have to sell themselves, right? Give them a, give them a shout out, right? Make sure that that host knows that you appreciate having them on. So anyway, with that, so make sure that you're checking out uh, Texas Book Festivals. Check with your local library. Um, if you find one book author, make sure you ask them for any other recommendations. Um, Carrie mentioned that our Girl Scout troop did one. We had a wonderful, she was actually the, the head of children's books for Austin Public Library. And she wrote a wonderful book about hummingbirds. And all of the um, illustrations were all done um, from, a, from a quilt. They all looked like quilts, uh, which was beautiful. And so, again. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that is a third way to find local authors is find books about local subjects. <laughs> so if there is a local story that you know, or local flora or fauna, a lot of times those authors will be local to your area. So there's a lot of books um, about Texas wildflowers and most of those authors are um, from Texas. Um, so, and I'm sure that there's ones about grizzly bears and elks and stuff like that. If you're in Colorado or reindeer, if you're, you know, up in reindeer places. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
And so finding, if you find a book about a, an animal or a plant that is kind of iconic for your area, there's probably authors from your area who wrote those books. So that's another you know that brought up a great point. So another place, another thing that is um, a really great thing to think about are museums or other um, local attractions, because a lot of times those local attractions do carry local author books. And sometimes those local authors will even do um, a guest appearance. And so if you are still trying to figure out how to find that person, I know this seems silly, but I'm going to say it because not everybody immediately thinks about it, but Google, <laughs> right? So if you don't know how to find this person and you're like, yeah, I think I saw something about an author who might have written a book about a place or like maybe, I don't know, I like dinosaurs, mammoths, prehistoric times. Absolutely make sure that you go online and Google something about that in your area. So Okay, so now that we've found a book, we've found maybe even an author that we're interested in, what is an appropriate next step as a child care center? Because we want them to come and maybe do a story time. Do, do I buy a book? How do I make it worth it for them? How do I make it worth it for the parents? I mean, um, to me, it's as an author, <laughs> um, it's more helpful to me if we send out ahead of my visit a hey, this person is coming uh, announcement so that the parents are like, wait, what? We're having an author come visit. And if it's his best-selling author, they're even more excited um, and say they're coming at this day. If you want to buy your book in advance so that they can have a signed copy, please give the director X amount of money or maybe there's a QR code so that they can scan it and buy it. And then the author brings it and signs it and gives it to them. Um, that works a lot better <laughs> um, is that um, either the school buys a copy for every kid and the author signs them or the parents um, know that the visit is coming ahead of time and are given the opportunity to buy the book and have it signed for their child. Um, and then you send out another email afterwards or message through your communication app um, that has a picture of the author with the kids um, and saying, if you didn't buy your book, you still have an opportunity. So this doesn't have to cost you any money, which is why we say it's for fun and profit because I split my profits for any book visit 50-50 with the school. And that's not unusual um, that there be some kind of profit sharing. Probably 50% is unusual because I was a teacher and a director. I want to give as much back to the schools as possible, but there's usually some sort of profit sharing. Um, and here's the fun thing. You could do this as an evening event. So you could have one where the, the author comes and reads to the kids during the day, and then they stay. And at night, there's an event for parents because most children's book authors have some sort of reason they wrote that book. <laughs> um, and it's usually to support something that is happening with the kids or um, that is a problem for children. Um, or, you know, maybe it's a science book um, like my, you know, sharks and owls and polka books. And so having that author have a conversation for parents, you charge, um, $10 ahead for people who aren't your clients to come. You promote it in the local media, in the newspaper, on TV, whatever works for you. 
so that the community at large knows that you're having this best-selling author come to your school and talk to parents about how to encourage STEM in their children because it's a STEM book, Arthur, or how to encourage their children to get outdoors more because it's a book about outdoor stuff or whatever it is. So you're using that author coming to visit you. First, it makes your parents really excited because their kids are getting to do something cool. Your kids are excited because they get to meet a real live author and it's publicity to the wider community, which is going to bring more attention to your school and bring more enrollment that is aligned with your philosophies. It's so many ding, 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 ding. It rings so many bells. And make sure you take those photos. And if you don't have any media coverage before the event or at the event, it's a great thing that it's a great human interest piece after the event. Um, especially if you can get pictures of the author doing something with the kids or with the parents. Sometimes the author, like Carrie mentioned, might have their own personal story. Uh, they might do a hands-on event. Uh, they might have a secondary book. They might have like an adult book or um, some sort of a nonfiction book to, to sell. Um, again, a lot of times these authors have more than one title, right? So they might have several Most books. Like them. they might read, they might want to just sell their newest book. Um, and again, I'm going to, this is a great plug for Carrie um, because not all authors do this. Carrie does have one of her publications in English and Spanish. And so um, if I was Carrie, depending on what part of Texas she was in, that would probably be the book that she would be trying to promote um, at a school in Texas as the one that's in English and Spanish. And then that evening, she might do something different um, and include in the back of the room, her English or Spanish books, but also all of the other publications, plus her coloring book. Um, and depending on the time of the year, she might even have, you know, some prefabbed Easter um, baskets already ready to go or something like that for grandparents, where grandparents can just buy a whole subscription of books for uh, their kid that the kid can then get a book a month um, all ready to go. So there are some things like that, that again, um, don't have to be single one-time purchases that your school can work with uh, the author on. So definitely make sure that there are these, these opportunities for you as a program to um, show how awesome you are. And again, if your program has literacy as something that is really important to you or science or STEM, um, this is an opportunity for you to have an author every month, every other month, um, and you can create your own uh, community book club, all kinds yep. of great opportunities where this can spin into something really, really cool. And now, we and we're talking about these being live events. Again, they don't have to be. You can make these Zoom events. Um, if so, uh, as the child care center, one of the things you might really want to make sure that you're doing is that you are playing the host on a Zoom event and you are constantly plugging this stuff into the chat, constantly putting the links, answering any questions, being there as the engager into the chat box so that the author can do what the author needs to do without having to worry about answering questions, doing any of their own promotion, because that should be your role as the true host of the event. 
um, and you're plugging and you're doing all of this stuff. So um, hopefully that kind of answers some of those questions. Okay, so Carrie, last, last little word of advice. The author comes, they've done their pitch. The director is so excited, they had a great time. What would you as the author love to have the director do? What is the, the last final piece? You've left, it's a week later. What do you wanna know here, see from the director that makes you go, that was worth it. I'll definitely go back to that program should they ever call me again. Um, write a review <laughs> on Amazon and on BookBub. Um, and a, a what, what's the note. second one? BookBub. Bub? B-O-O-K-B-U-B. Um, or, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, like Reason uses it all the time. Goodreads? Goodreads. Yeah. So those are the three review sites. Um, and a thank you note, thank you notes mean everything. Um, they're authors, they like written words. So a review and a thank you note, um, they're likely to come back. So, and I'm going to push for a handwritten thank you note, even better one from the kids with the kids pictures. Uh, if you did any sort of follow-up afterwards, like I would love to see you incorporate afterwards. And let's just say you did Carrie's owl book the following day, the kids made owls, maybe they made owl puppets and the kids really got into it. And you really had a great time the rest of the week after Carrie's visit. Um, this would be a great opportunity for you to really showcase how you've incorporated this author into your curriculum. Again, what a great media opportunity for you to take advantage of. Um, and even if the only media that you did was take pictures of it, include it in your own newsletter um, and that you've included this newsletter onto your website and into your own social media. Um, oh, what a what a great way for you to uh, give back to that community and make sure that that author really does have an impact on your kids and that you had an impact on that author. So, all okay. right. Well, hopefully that helps everybody. And again, um, there are so many um, authors probably in your community that you didn't even know about. And again, reach out to us if you can't find an author. We'd be happy, happy to help you. Also, check with your parents. You might have an award-winning author in your school that you don't even know about. You might have, somebody might have a grandmother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, somebody who is an award-winning author in your school and you didn't even know. Yep. Carrie has one other thing. Well, um, oh. the, the Tumble Bumble Puppies, the the. Um, that was one of my husband's relatives wrote that book. Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, I almost forgot. We almost talked about, totally forgot about talking about free stuff. Okay. Two things, two things. Okay. So if you are um, only listening to our podcast and you aren't already part of our Facebook group, please go listen to, go find Childcare Conversations. Uh, we are, we have a Facebook group. So go join the Facebook group. And uh, coming up next month in March, if you have not already filled out an application and applied to be part of our Superhero League, um, we want you to do that. We want you to tell us why you as a director are absolutely a superhero. Uh, you get all kinds of free stuff. Uh, we do not do this all the time. These are limited time opportunities. We've got some awesome opportunities. We are writing a book with our superheroes. We need you. We need you. We are writing a book with you. If you want to be part of our superhero group, um, we are only taking a few people. And so we have um, opened the application again. Uh, we have our first round of folks who are part of that first 
section of the book. Um, so we're going to open it up again. So that'll be opening up uh, next week. So make sure that you look for that. And if you write a review for our podcast, if you've listened to um, any of our episodes, all of our episodes, go download some of your favorite episodes. We'd love to know what your favorite episodes are. Go uh, write a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your whatever. <laughs> and then take a screenshot of your review. It can be good. It can be bad. You can tell us what we need to fix. Um, send us a copy of that review. Just email it in to kate at texasdirector.org. And um, she will get you a t-shirt. And you'll want this t-shirt because you know what? It is a superhero t-shirt because you are a superhero. And we love the t-shirts and we are so excited because if you haven't heard our t-shirt episode, you're going to probably wonder why we haven't had t-shirts before. Yes, it has taken us 21 years, but finally Texas Director has our own t-shirts and we are so excited about our swag. And we've got all kinds of awesome swag coming up for year 21. Um, we thought about it all, all during year 20. We just never made it happen. And so we're excited to make it happen in year 21. So uh, be excited about getting your own superhero swag. And with that, Carrie, do you want to close us out? We'd love it if you'd share the show and write a review so that we can get you a t-shirt. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, Leave us a comment below and share the show.